0: Hi there, this is Steve Hackett from Genesis, you're listening to
1: Cattails.
2: You're listening to
1: Cattails Hi, you're listening to Cat Tales and I'm Cat. British guitarist Steve Hackett has thrilled audiences for decades with his epic electric guitar work, first as a member of Peter Gabriel fronted version of Genesis and since then as a prolific solo artist. The influence Steve has had on other musicians can't be understated. He is considered to be one of the greatest guitarists of all time, is a rock and roll hall of fame inductee, not to mention being a highly charming man of considerable intellect steve is now embarking on a world tour performing the hugely successful genesis album seconds out and then hot on its heels a 25-day uk tour foxtrot at 50 to mark the 50th anniversary of the legendary genesis album foxtrot steve talks about his passion behind his latest albums the beautiful acoustic under a mediterranean sky and the heavy rock surrender of silence as well as sharing how he achieves his distinctive two-handed tapping and sweep-picking styles and how eternity wouldn't be long enough to play music. This is the one with Steve Hackett. Welcome to the show, Steve. It's so good to have you on, and I know my listeners will be thrilled to hear about you. So I think where we would probably start the conversation then is the fact that you're going back on tour, aren't you? Are you excited?
0: Uh, yes, I am excited to go back on tour. I'm particularly excited because we we have a, a world tour mooted, and we should be going to Europe, Um We'll be going to the States after that and Canada and uh, Australia, Japan, New Zealand. All those places are back on the touring map this year. So, uh, And at the end of the year, I'll be doing a a British tour. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well
1: so it's all going to be kicking off, isn't it? Now, this particular tour that you're talking about here, the World Tour, is quite a special one, I understand, because it's all doing the Seconds Out and More Tour, which is really all about the hugely successful album, of course, that Genesis had in 1977. Then, hot in the heels of that, you're going to be doing a UK tour, Foxtrot at 50, to mark the anniversary of that legendary Genesis album. Why are you deciding to go back out with, with something that you, you perform with Genesis? rather than just your solo stuff or are you mixing matching or are you doing either or how's it all working
0: uh, well i do do a mixture but uh the, the solo set is rather shorter than the seconds out one because seconds out um, originally was about 90 minutes long i think we make it slightly longer because we have some we have some play outs on things that take it to the mountains like supper's ready for instance you know which was a whole side at one time and um uh, basically i think the original was something like 22 or 23 minutes and uh i think we stretch it out to something like 25 and 25 plus sometimes depending on the night how inspired i'm feeling on the end if i don't shut up on guitar i just keep playing at the end you know <laughs> um and um <laughs> i do rather enjoy doing that you know it's my sort of red shoes moment you know can't stop dancing can't stop playing and um guitars are still important to me of course at this uh, at this point in in life, and um, mm-hmm. they fire me up. They 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 take hold of me, and uh, um, they play me rather than I play them. I think.
1: Oh, that's that's really interesting. Is it? It's like you've got a special relationship with them. I mean, obviously, you must have done to have the inspiration initially to go and uh, you know to to choose that instrument. But it sounds like you've really got a special relationship that's that's lasted. Uh yes,
0: I'm. I've been very so lucky my my first instrument when i was a kid was harmonica and i still keep up with um with blues harmonica but um um uh, the guitar is is what i'm 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 mainly known for of course yes um and um it became very important i i started buying records from the age of about nine i mean i was always be playing from the age of two but when i was um you know, by the time I was nine I was finally buying records of my own and in those days of course Hank Marvin and the Shadows was very, very important to me. Mm. Um nice man that he is and uh, met him a few times, um sometimes in very illustrious company and um he was a real true gent, so um very self effacing and and yet um you know hugely influential. Uh, my kind of player and my kind of guy
1: well this is the interesting thing really looking back on the people that you will have met through your career i mean have they been inspirational with you developing that distinctive style that you've got that two-handed tapping and sweeping picking style it's all very much you isn't it have you chosen little bits and pieces from other people and thought this is really what you know the best of the best could be
0: yeah, I think uh, probably all musicians and certainly guitarists are, are are Frankenstein's monsters to some degree. You know, we've got the head from one, the hands from somewhere else and the heart from, from elsewhere. But, um, of course, each player interprets his instrument in the way that seems natural to him. And then um, the moment I joined Genesis, the first year, which was in 1971, Um, I came up with something that was later to be named tapping. Um, And um, that made it possible to hammer on and hammer off with both hands. And um, it enabled you to play very, very fast. Um, It's it's a gunslinger's approach to... um, Or maybe it's the machine gun, you know, compared (laughs) to um, a hand crank. Do you know what I mean? it's it's, um, There's something... Uh, there's something that that was possible there. And then uh, the other thing, which is sweep picking, again, was a technique I was employing, but it was later to be named uh, by others. And um, uh, it's rather similar to what a violinist does with a bow, where you're in a fixed position with your left hand, but the mm-hmm. bow is, is rocking backwards and forwards on that fixed position. So I, I was doing it with a plectrum in those days. But these days, I do it with, with my nail, because I don't really use plectrums. Anymore. I, 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 I use nails because um, I wanted to be able to play nylon guitar and so the compromise was I would play electric with, with my nails,
2: mm-hmm. get
0: rid of plectrums and keep the nails short so that I wouldn't trash them, wouldn't break them and um, I've been blessed so far with strong nails <laughs> and um, it, 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 it makes both sides of the guitar, both ends of it uh, possible. The, 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 the classical stuff and, and the nylon guitar and all that flamenco stuff, that's all getting the grips with the the right hand. It's it's not really a um, it, it's not something that is that is separate from you. You you don't pick mm-hmm. up a separate pick. You you engage all those nails in the process of um, of doing certain certain moves. So um, I guess you know this is something for that subculture of you know manic guitarists. That I'm yeah. talking about um, yeah, to, to the rest of the amazing. world. They probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about. You know, <laughs> what's a plectrum? You know, what are nails? <laughs> but, yes, but no, there but it is. It's...
1: It's fascinating. I mean, I don't, I don't play the guitar myself, but I, I, I have picked up the ukulele and uh, and strummed a little bit. Yep. So I, I get that sort of feeling of you know when you're you're holding that instrument and it becoming part of you. And I can understand why you're saying putting the plectrum down and going with your nails because then there's yep. less less between you, isn't there?
0: Yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about, um, you know, what what are you doing when you're playing and. You're conjuring with images to some degree. Of course it's sound, but I was thinking, um you know, I, I I was playing this morning for instance and um with a particularly aggressive sound and playing very, very fast and um I realized that, you know, that the hurricane that was just interrupted us a second ago, um, is blowing right now and to some degree I think you know, what I'm doing with the with, with the guitar when I'm firing off these salvos of notes, um, it's as if it's that full on thing and it and it and it's elemental, it's it's conjuring something that um, um not only is it it's the lifeblood that that goes in and out of you, it engages so many so many elements, so much of the imagination and um of course, the subtext of music is to reenergize people and to heal, heal them, and um, and and bond. Mm. Or else we wouldn't all get together in a huddle called an audience. And I've been in an audience many times for other people, believe me, and and uh, thrilled to their touch mm. or their their sound.
1: And looking back to your Genesis days, I mean, so influential and so important for you, despite the fact it was a relatively short period of time for your your career because your, you know, your solo work has, has outshone way beyond that, hasn't it, and outlived that. Um, but just looking back to your Genesis days, I mean, if you had to choose a track from there that you were most proud of, what would you choose? Um well, funnily enough,
0: I really loved um Dancing with the Moonlit Night offers um uh, selling England by the Pound. That was the first track, and uh, from 1973, long time ago, almost 50 years old. But somehow, there's something about yes. it that um, en- encapsulates a lot of those techniques you were talking about, uh, tapping and and sweet picking, and um, and I think Peter Gabriel's vision um, lyrically was um, was very very interesting, lots of changes within one track it, it starts out with folk influence and then becomes something else and goes through so many changes but I think it's progressive music at it's best
2: Can you tell me where my country lies said the uniform to his true love's eyes It lies with me cried the Queen of Maybe for her merchandise He traded in his prize Paper late Cried a voice in the crowd Old man dies The note he left Was signed Old Father Thames It seems he's drowned Selling Pound Citizens of hope and glory Time goes by It's the time of your life Easy now Sit you down Chewing through your wimpy dreams They eat without a sound
0: Hi hey there, this is Steve Hackett from Genesis. You're listening to Cat Tales.
1: And it's very special, isn't it? Music itself generally. I mean, is it something that you always wanted to be in then? You're, you're you're suggesting there when I'm listening to you in this magical world of playing. Did you have that drive then when you were young to go, that's where I want to be? I mean, I know that you put that advert out to go and join. Eventually, it turned out to be Genesis where you ended up. But was it that drive that thinks, you know, I, I just need to go and play?
0: Uh, I think it became more and more important. I think when you're a child and you're able to play, um, you aren't really thinking about a, a profession. I, I didn't have a family that were were sending me down the mines at a very early age. I didn't have that, you know. I think that Phil Collins, to some degree, had that, you know, with his theatrical background and the fact that his mother ran a, a theatrical uh, school and and agency. Uh, and so I think he was put to work at, at, at a very young age, and I don't I don't think that was bad for him at all. Um, that just made him a veteran at the point when he was, you know, working with Genesis. He'd already um, been in the musical Oliver. He'd sung the part of the artful Dodger, yeah. which you can see would be very right for for the young for the young Phil. Uh, but for me, you know, I had I had a musical family. That everyone was playing for fun. Um, it seemed like my 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 dad was able to play. My grandfather was able to play. Uh, but we were strictly, you know, round the parlour. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It was um, uh, yeah, family gatherings, yes. a bit like an extension of uh, someone playing the piano. That that sort of thing. But um, I seem to remember there were a lot of harmonicas around. <laughs> So we could have formed a harmonica gang, Norton Fraser's Harmonica Gang, back in the 1950s. <laughs> and that would you know, the yeah. idea of the ideal act oh, to entertain people.
1: Well, this is it. A, I remember gatherings, family gatherings like that myself when I was young. And everybody had to do their turn and everybody had their own thing that they they did. And most people, we all ended up singing at the end of the day. And there is something so special yeah. about, you know, connecting and I guess that's what comes through when you're actually still playing today. It's about connecting with that audience. You mentioned about being in audiences yourself, didn't you? So, you know, yes. and, and you mentioned healing. Is that what's at the back of your mind when you're you're sort of like writing these songs or is it just, um, oh, I've got to get it down on paper?
0: Well, um, to, I think to do a really good song, um, you need to... First of all, think of something that's personal, uh, with the possibility that it may become universal. Uh, nobody knows really when they're starting out whether they're going to write a hit or not. And to some degree, um, the idea of, of, of hits and, and hits and misses and successes and failures are something that, that um, uh, you have to really put all that to one side, because of course, you know, the ideal the ideal act that's having a hit you know is is the all singing all dancing 19 year old um who looks young and gorgeous yeah. um and um so perhaps what facilitates that is 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 passion so you know young players and singers start out with passion and i've heard the argument that perhaps what you end up with is technique but I think the secret is to um is to still have that passion even though you acquire technique over over time. That that's what happens. That's that's part and parcel. And unlike sportsmen and dancers who've got a short window to perform at peak, luckily musicians can um can continue on, you know, well into their their nineties in, in um in uh, some cases, I'm, I'm thinking of, of people like Les Paul and Segovia who were still doing it by the time they were 94 and um, until, you know, the Grim Reaper catches up. Um, but um, I've been very lucky. There have been some people in my family. There's some very good genes on my mother's side. Uh, we had a 108-year-old uncle um, who was the oldest serving soldier from the First World War. I've, I've got a, a great aunt who is... Um, 103 are still alive.
2: Steve, amazing!
0: Um, so I'm, I'm hoping, and my mother, who who is uh, shortly to turn 92, in March. Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of them still around. More so on my father's side, you know. Perhaps my father's side w- was more um, active in terms of sports, but you know, you you can't buy jeans, um, You're either born with yeah. them or you're not. So. So far, oh, so good. Brilliant. And, um, <laughs> uh, yes, I mean, it, eternity wouldn't be long enough <laughs> for continuing in music.
1: But you've still got time so, to form um, that band with harmonicas, all of you playing there by the sound of it. <laughs> well,
0: that's it, yeah, that's right. The, the harmonica yeah. band, there's still time for that. <laughs> yes, I mean, it's like talking to people like Car, Car Palmer, for instance. He said, you know, he said he plays the ukulele. Now I didn't know that he, he he did that. Do you know what I mean? That sounds like a George Formby it does, fan. It does, you know what I mean? yeah.
1: um,
0: Or is it a banjo? <laughs> you know, but these other skills that that that, that people possess a whole other yeah, side of this that, is
1: it, isn't
0: it? That, you know. So,
1: have you got another side that you haven't yet shown to the world that you're going to show at some point? A big reveal. Well, <laughs> well
0: when, when, when I was a kid, I was. Um, you know entering gymnastics competitions and all that kind of stuff um uh but uh, these days the gymnastics are all with the fingers uh i wouldn't want to go uh careering across the lawn like i used to uh, back in the day um i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to do that it wouldn't um it wouldn't work I'd, I'd end up in hospital immediately and so um uh I, you know you, you what you got to do is is uh is is uh, uh, work to your strengths and uh, be aware of your limitations. Try and stay healthy if you
1: can. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think you've coined it there, to be honest, Steve. Now, just looking at your latest releases, because you're talking there about songwriting and things being personal to you. I mean, you've had two yeah. albums out of late haven't you the very newest one we've got there is an electric one Surrender of Silence and then you've had an acoustic one haven't you Under a Mediterranean Sky which sounds so beautiful it's yeah. got some lovely, lovely work in there with with all acoustic um, I was just going to ask you I would love to play tracks from both of those albums do you have a favourite
0: well actually I really love the opening track on, um, on Under a Mediterranean Sky which is Medina um, I'm really very fond of that. I was thinking of Malta and and the Siege of Malta, uh, um, but it's also very romantic. It's got a romantic theme that it it, uh, heads towards at the end. So um, I was thinking of stuff like the Walter Concerto and that sort of thing. So it starts off blasting and then ends up with a very sort of um, um, fleshed-out orchestral theme. Thank you. Hey there this is steve hackett from genesis you're listening to cat Tales.
1: i mean two very different albums but coming from a similar position were they sort of driven uh, from you when obviously it was all, all the lockdown time wasn't it when you were writing all these but how different do you see them or do you see them as a little pair
0: well um we were touring in america um the band we had to get back because we'd done two weeks of an American tour and then everything closed down due to the pandemic. Uh, we caught the last flight back from Philadelphia or else we would have been stuck there for many months. And um, it was um, boring in a way to be back thinking, I've let all these people down, but I don't have an alternative. So we we did about 60 different um videos track chats and taking people through the past and 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 um occasionally as i was recording i i would sort of um I'd give a, a a kind of a, a preview of a forthcoming track as well as asking people you know to if they wanted me to talk about their favorite tracks from the past um and i thought well why not just do the things that I'm I'm really passionate about, and and I'd mentioned to my record company I might do an acoustic thing, and they were very happy with that. So uh, we did that, and straight away after we finished, we took a, two weeks off after we'd done under a Mediterranean sky, and got on with the rock album, which is uh, Surrender of Silence. So they're very different to each other. Um, they uh, the first one, the acoustic one, um, is like a virtual journey around the Mediterranean. So Under a Mediterranean Sky was was the title. Uh, We tried to give each track a kind of different national characteristics. But basically, a lot of it was classical influence and flamenco influence. So um, Spanish guitar meets um, orchestral workouts. Um,
1: It's beautiful.
0: We were going to use um, a, a real orchestra for it, but that proved very difficult. So we did it with a mixture of a very small team and and samples. Uh, but I think Roger King did a, a extraordinary job, an extraordinary production job for something that sounds um so convincingly um uh, symphonic um certainly in places the way it starts off. Um and so I, I was thrilled with the way that thing sounded and, and again I was I was surprised that it, it, it did as well as a rock album in, in the marketplace. Um mm. so um, so we had chart positions with that album, and and similarly with um, with Surrender of Silence. So um, I just kept it going in in as in as much as I could, and um, uh, so they're a little bit like many of those tracks were like a, a a virtual journey rather than actually being able to travel because we were all grounded, yes, weren't we? we? The the world was grounded. Now it's coming up for yes. air. Point. Oh, absolutely
1: and and what i love about both of those different albums they actually said they are they are different but for me they are almost like two sides of the coin that is steve hackett you know you've got the, the the wonderful you know the beautiful acoustic stuff that you're talking about there but you've also got on the electric one you've got that rock and i think both of those elements sum you up really well what about surrender of silence have you any favorites off that album yeah, I would say probably the flagship track on that one
0: for me is um, Natalia. Uh, well, we did it in the style, again, of or- orchestration. We did it in the style of Russian orchestration with a nod to at least three different uh, Russian composers. So I was thinking of Prokofiev, uh, Tchaikovsky, Stravinsky, all of that is in it. And, it, and it's a very kind of um, cinematic soundtrack based song in a way.
3: set you free Again, why
0: Hi there, this is Steve Hackett from Genesis. You're listening to Cat Tales. Yeah, I mean, they are very different, even though um, it's centered on guitar in both cases. Mm. I think um, they're very different instruments. I mean, the fretboard provides you with um, an awful lot of choices these days. Um, You know, you can can do something very gentle, uh, and you can do something that's very aggressive. So um, I think Surrender of Silence is probably one of the heaviest albums I've ever ever done. I mean, it is in many places. It, it's 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 um, it's all out rock in a, in a, in a very heavy direction. Um, not a, not every track, and not in all all cases, but um, I think enough to. Uh, Enough to please the heavy metal fans, I think. So I seem to have picked up a few of those along the yeah, way. Yeah,
1: I definitely think you must have done. Steve, it's been incredibly insightful and fabulous talking to you. It really has. Thank you so much for your time. And good luck Thank with you. the World Tour and Foxtrot at 50. And enjoy the rest of your day. You too. you listening to Cat Tales with me, Cat, and my guest today, Steve Hackett. The tracks featured are Can Utility and the Coastliners from Genesis album Foxtrot, Dancing with the Moonlit Night by Genesis from Selling England by the Pound, Medina from Steve's album Under a Mediterranean Sky, and Natalie from Surrender of Silence. Visit hackettsongs.com for more information about Steve, when and where he is touring, and how to buy his music. To hear this again and other tales, visit cattails.co.uk.
2: You've been listening to Cattails.